When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. He likes turnovers, Mike McCarthy, but everyone likes a win. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can also watch us right now on ESPNU. That is where you will find Peter Burns in all of his glory, uh, his coffee-less Glory this morning in studio down there in Charlotte. I am Amber Wilson in studio up here in New York City. Uh, did you get some energy there, Peter? I saw you slamming Red Bull. There is something that's slightly degenerate, yet slightly happy about having an energy drink before 8 a.m. Eastern. Like, even when you're not in Las Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like if you're in Vegas, there's no such thing as, as rules. And I feel like this week, I don't know about you, Amber, I've had no idea what day of the week it is the entire the entire week. I'm like with you. I knew there was Christmas. I, everybody's been wishing us and calling us on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, and wishing us Happy New Year. It made me think, are we actually in the new year yet? We're not. Um, I'm, I'm told we have semifinal games. We had uh, football last night. My, my brain's fried. Okay. I, I'm with you. Uh, probably also with the rate that you and I have been working this week on a holiday week. But uh, we have a little bit left of 2022. We are heading into the new year here tomorrow night. Also, those semifinals coming your way at 4 p.m. Eastern at 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow as well. But as we head into the new year, we are asking you, what is your biggest sports wish for 2023? You can give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. And for Cowboys fans, Peter, their biggest sports wish might be for the Cowboys to dominate in a postseason. They didn't look dominant last night in the first half against a Titans team that had nothing to play for and was resting a ton of starters. They did in the second half. They ended up pulling away. They beat the Titans 27-13. to The story out of this game isn't going to be the dub, though. The story out of this game is going to be that Dak Prescott threw a couple interceptions in the first half. So what's funny about that, if I would have told you Dallas Cowboy fans are just waking up, they're listening to us over here on KJM, and I said, listen, here's the thing. Cowboys win by 14. Dak throws for 282 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. Are you happy? Hell yes, you're happy. You made sure that you're still involved in the number one um, seed over in the NFC, and you sit there and go, well, wait a minute. Like, yeah, like, I'm good. Like, I didn't want to make sure that we got some good momentum. So we're going to base the, the Cowboys not being happy or Cowboy fans not being, uh, you know, thrilled with this victory all because you end up having Hendershoot, um drop that pass. Right, like, and, and I mean, that wasn't on Dak. You go back and look at some of the interceptions earlier in, in in the last couple of weeks. They haven't been on Dak. They've been on some drops. And so I look at this and I said, it's about how you frame the situation. I'm by no means, Amber, you know this, a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? I just like it doesn't. I, I lived in Sherman and in, in Pottsboro, Texas. I used to watch them back in the in the '90s in that run. But Jerry Jones kind of soured me over the last what two decades now so I don't have a dog in this fight but I'm, I'm sick and tired of people wanting to nitpick the Dallas Cowboys when they win 
it's a, it, it ends up being a win and everything is still in front of them. Back-to-back 12-win seasons. I, I'm also not a Dallas Cowboys fan and traditionally do not like this team and do not <laughs> wish them well. However, I will say, since I've been here part of ESPN and the national media and we talk so much Dallas Cowboys, and because of that, the scrutiny, the lights there are just so bright. The scrutiny is so high mm-hmm. when you've got the star in your helmet. And I find myself defending this team over and over again. It's like this weird place that I find myself in because I just think that we're a little extra hypercritical. I do understand the interceptions are a concern. Yes, some of them are not Dak's fault, but some of them certainly are. He's had 14 of them this season, and he's missed five games. Like, that is problematic when we're heading into a postseason where he can't cough the ball up to competition. Last night was lesser competition in the Tennessee Titans. I think they're lesser competition anyways, but also because they had a guy under center who'd never started an NFL game before and because Zarek Henry wasn't playing. Ryan Tannehill is obviously injured and they didn't need to win that game. And so it was far lesser competition last night on a short week than it even normally is. I know that all that matters ultimately is that the Cowboys got the dub. I also understand why Cowboys fans are a little concerned about what they saw there in the first half in terms of Dak's accuracy. But really, I think whether they're going to win or lose in the postseason is going to come down to the defensive effort that at times, frankly, this season has been troubling. It's been better as of late defensively for the Cowboys, even though Josh Dobbs was able to move the ball uh, against them some last night. We'll see how it works for this Dallas team as we head into a postseason. Still battling there, as you mentioned, for that top spot in the conference with the Philadelphia Eagles. We are not battling anything here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. It's been an easy morning with Peter Burns. Uh, you can get up in his menchies at Peter Burns ESPN. You can get up in mine across social media platforms at Amber Dub. Sports. Is anybody in your menchies with their sports wishes? Here, I, I do want to get to that. So we're going to get into the sports wishes here in a little bit. But I want to go back to one thing that you talked about. It was a short week for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think concern is a good thing, right? I think, I, I like, if you, all of a sudden, if you've got too much, hey, things are working too well. How often have we seen get Dallas Cowboys starting to play some good football? Hey, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great about it. The fact that you can get a win in the National Football League, I don't care if it was Josh Dobbs, I don't care if it was, you know, the Titans at 40%, you get a win and yet you still feel like you could play better. That's a great thing to have. When you're upset with the win, and coaches, Amber, you know you've been around so many of them on the collegiate level and NFL level, they love nothing more than to be able to go look at film after a win and nitpick. And I guarantee you not a single soul is nitpicking more harder right now than Dak Prescott and what he wants. And I didn't see him blink in that second half. Cowboys fans, that should be their sports wish right now because they're, they're, they're going to be happy about it. Yeah, he's going to need to shake off any of those interceptions he has in the first half of any game as we move into the play. And he seems very capable of doing that. It doesn't seem Mm -hmm. to bother him when he coughs up the ball. He comes back, he gets it going. And last night, he certainly got it going in the second half against the Tennessee Titans. All right, Peter, it's 2023 up in here, okay? Sports wishes, what you got? Soon. So it's funny, it was when I tweeted it out at Peter Burns ESPN, I got so many different ones from different sports. You can kind of tell it's regionalized because I have a lot of SEC followers. People talk about Nick Saban retiring or, you know, uh, all of a sudden Arkansas baseball winning a College World Series. But the one I thought was interesting was LeBron James being relevant again. And I, I, I got that one Is a not ton. relevant? Relevant? Uh, well, I mean, ask LeBron. Does he feel like he's playing relevant basketball right now with how the Lakers are playing with Davis being out? I mean, like, to me, that, that, that spoke volumes 
of LeBron saying, listen, I don't I don't like where I'm at right now. Okay? I, I mean, that's then you start wondering, I, going, hey, this is the end of the er- well, era. Well, and we expect to see it at some point, right, when we're talking about an athlete now in his late 30s. But, but in terms ripping. of relevancy, I mean, ripping. He, could, he could be the worst the player in the NBA and he'd still be relevant because he's LeBron James. But I understand that people, I guess, want him to be a little bit closer to the height of his career. The problem is the AD effect with these injuries. And Anthony Davis is brought in to take over the helm and become the number one, allow LeBron to age gracefully. It hasn't worked out that way because that dude cannot stay on the court. Here is LeBron James, the Lakers forward, and how long he's going to stick around this game of basketball. Number, um, as long as my mind stays in it, I, I can play at this level for for a minute. It's up to my mind. It's not my body. It's going to be okay because if my mind into it, my, my, I would make sure my body's taken care of and I'll continue to put in the work. I'm a, I'm a winner and I want to win. You know, I want to win and, and give myself a chance to, to, to win and still compete for championships. Um, that has always been my, my passion. It's always been my goal since I entered the league at an 18-year-old kid out of Akron, Ohio. And I know it takes steps to get there. But once you get there and you know how to get there, playing basketball at this level just to be playing basketball is not its not in my DNA. It's not in my DNA um, anymore. This LeBron talk is brought to you by Fresh Pet. Real pet food fresh from the fridge. Championships have been in LeBron's DNA. doesn't feel like one's in his DNA this season. Yeah, you know, what's interesting when he says that, He's right in the fact of the mental edge, and I think that's why he brought it up, Amber, about like, listen, I, I need to be mentally stimulated, right, at that point. Like, physically, I think I'm doing what's right for my body, and he's still, and he's still balling. Amber, this is not like when Jordan came back wearing the 4-5 or like when Jordan was with the Wizards where you're like, all right, you're just trying to get this out the system, and, and you're just kind of holding on to the greatness. Like, it was kind of sad to watch. We see glimpses of it. LeBron is flat out balling right now, right? I mean, he is playing as good as we've seen him because they need it, but he's also done this to himself, right? I don't know if you've looked into this. So, you know, obviously he's not going to be able to be traded. It's not because of the no trade clause, but there's something in the CBA that said when he signed a deal with the Lakers, if you get over a 5% annual raise, all of a sudden you cannot be traded for six months. Now, guess what? That opportunity for him to sign that deal was the first day of free agency last year. It was going to be like August the 2nd. Had he signed it on August the 2nd, Mm -hmm. because of the CBA, he actually could have been traded. Or he could be moved at some point, maybe go to a contender. They can work it out and say, listen, I just I got to be somewhere else mentally. But because LeBron, A, took a boatload more money, it triggered that CBA clause. And the fact that he took an additional two weeks Two weeks when he knew he was going to sign this deal. He took two weeks to sign that a contract extension, which now means the six months is going to be past the NBA trade deadline. So no one is to blame for this other than LeBron James himself. And frankly, it's a, it's a little sour milk. I want him to be relevant again. Hell, I wanted him to go to the Knicks. Right, and just go on this like revenge tour of like, hey, I can bring these um, these franchises to greatness once again. That ship has sailed, and I'm not. I, I don't feel bad. For, for, for LeBron at all. Let's bring in somebody to this conversation that knows a little thing or two about NBA contracts. Bobby Marks, he has ESPN's NBA front office insider. And Bobby, thanks so much for joining us. I think you heard everything that Peter was just saying there about the LeBron situation in terms of his contract. Is it a possibility that we could see LeBron James on another team at any point? 
Yeah, I mean, I would give Peter an A plus or CBA one hundred and one there. I mean, that was that was good as far as breaking down why LeBron can't be traded. Um, yeah, I mean, you're certainly not going to see it this year, um, but I think certainly when we get to the off season, uh, if this continues, and I think it will continue. Um, you know, the, the, with Anthony Davis in the lineup, it's a team that's probably competing for a play-in spot. When he's not in the lineup, it's a team that's basically what Detroit and Houston and some of these other teams are in the bottom of the standings here. And that's something that LeBron will have to deal with when we get into the offseason because I don't see things changing here. Uh, the trade deadline's a, a month away. We all know what they have to, available to trade, and right now there's not a line, not a line of teams willing to take back those you know, I guess there's two first-round picks in 2027 and 2029, whether it be Russell Westbrook or or Patrick Beverly or Kendrick Nunn or any of those players. You know, there's no sellers out there for what the Lakers are looking for here. So I think if you're LeBron, you're going into, you know, the offseason uh, when their season ends in mid-April here, reassessing kind of what what's the plan moving forward in an, in an average at-best free agent class and in what direction Rob Flink is willing to go with this team because – I don't think he's willing to go through another year, um, especially for a player who has a player option, um, you know, the following year to, you know, as you guys mentioned, in, in, you know, probably two or three really good years left here. So I think that would certainly be on the table when uh, we get into the offseason. And, of course, Bobby Hughes has talked about wanting to play long enough to be able to play with his son, Bronny. Now, we don't know if he's good enough, but I guarantee you somebody will take the package deal. They're like, all right, if Bronny's going to be there, we can get LeBron for one season and sell a bunch of tickets. Uh, hell, I'd probably end up watching it. Bobby Marks joining us here on KJM. Bobby, if it's not the Lakers that don't make a move, what team do you think is maybe one move away from saying, all right, this changes the, the pecking order in the NBA? Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's funny. We went from talking about Brooklyn – as a potential seller, um, based on what was going on early in the season, you know, started the season, uh, you know, two and five. Steve Nash gets fired. What's going to happen with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving? Um, now they've, you know, they've won ten in a row. They're in the, you know, the number two seed here. Um, I think there's still a need for some, you know, a defensive presence. You know, a, a big, you know, their you know, second chance points, often a defensive rebound, rebounding. They're in the, the bottom here, so I think. I think if you're Brooklyn, I think you're looking to kind of make a minor tweak here. If there's a player, you know, I've I've mentioned Jared Vanderbilt plays in Utah as a guy that you know would help them out immensely here. They've got a, a couple of picks they can trade um, in a deal here. But I'm just looking at this Brooklyn team. I I think there is a lot of separation compared to where they are and where Boston is, who's in the number one hole here. Um, you know, I would line up Brooklyn with any team out in the West here, but you got to get out of the East here. So I'm, I'm intrigued what Brooklyn does when we get closer to the trade deadline here, because I think, you know, where this roster is right now, they're, they're, they're good enough to contend with any team, but when you put them on, on paper with or on the court with the Celtics, I just don't see that. Uh, 10 wins in a row for BK. We always uh, freak out and overestimate. I think this Nets team when they get on a little streak, but we'll see how that pans out. Bobby on the way out here. I just want to go back to the Lakers for a moment because you were talking about potential trade pieces. We're talking about the future of LeBron. What do you think about the Anthony Davis portion of this conversation? Obviously AD's health is always a concern with that player. Would anybody be interested around the league in AD if the Lakers were willing to move on from him? What do the Lakers do with him? Yeah, I mean, when he played, uh, you know, we saw that what that ten-game sample here, when they were eight and two, he played like an, an MVP type candidate. Um, unfortunately, the body of work 
since the, the uh, they won a championship. I've seen him more on the, on the sidelines than on the court here. And, um, you know, he's got a couple of years you know, this year, next year, and then he's got a player option here. It's hard for me to think, at least for right now, maybe we get to the offseason that changes, that you're going to be able to recoup what you traded for when you got Anthony Davis back in 2019. The days of getting three first-round picks and good players back, I think, are long over here. Yeah, everybody can be traded, but I think if the Lakers are looking to you know, add players around LeBron at the cost of Anthony Davis. I just don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, it doesn't matter how great you look on that court if you can't stay on it. Bobby Marks, he is our ESPN NBA front office insider. Bobby, thanks so much for giving us some of your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. We're going to get back to your phone calls here on your New Year's sports wishes. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's start with Josh. Josh, thanks for the call. You're in South Dakota. What's your sports wish for 2023? Hey, morning, guys. Uh, pleasure to have you on. Or have me on. Um, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton. I'm a Charger fan, so Beetlejuice. <laughs> if I say it three times, he becomes my coach. Is that is that how it works? Already it, giving up on Staley, huh? We're doing that? You're a Chargers fan. You're in a postseason. Aren't you supposed to be happy? It's it's fascinating, Josh. Thank you for the phone call. And shout out to the Beetlejuice um, reference. I haven't heard that in, in a moment. But the interesting part about Sean uh, Payton, and we're going to talk to Roman Harper later in the program, and I'm fascinated to talk to him about it because, he, of course, he played with him on the Saints. How sure are we that it's a no-brainer with Sean Payton? Like, I love him. I'm from Louisiana. What he did with the Saints in, the, in Breeze post-Katrina, unbelievable, right? He'll be a legend. But have we ever seen Sean Payton without a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees? And what we did, it wasn't great, right? He tried to tinkle with too many things. And so I look at this and I go, the Chargers are one of those teams that makes sense with Justin Herbert and how well he's playing. He's got that arm. But, Amber, at some point, they still have a playoff team they still have a coach right now I don't I don't know how that works and I don't think that coach is going anywhere now that they made a postseason I think that was the goal now if he had missed the postseason a very different conversation yes there's questions there's questions about how he handles fourth down situations and how he manages that clock and the risks that he takes Mm -hmm. I get there's questions in terms of coaching but once they made the postseason I'm like all right this ain't a conversation right now and I Sean Payton's a big name I mean you had talked earlier in the show about his link to my Miami Dolphins as a Dolphins fan it sounded pretty good I mean I I'm happy right now with Mike McDaniel, but I didn't know anything about Mike McDaniel before he came, became the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, frankly. And so I was excited about that prospect of a big flashy name out there with some proven success. John Payton is going to have his pick of the litter when it comes to these jobs. I would imagine the Chargers would have been one of those jobs he was interested in because I think we're talking about a quarterback that maybe could be a future Hall of Fame quarterback one day. Uh, there's going to be a lot of jobs, though, vying for Sean Payton's skills. I know there was a lot of money involved, and I understand what the Raiders did with Derek Carr, sitting him down, making him active. They didn't want to risk the injury and $40 million. But honestly, if I were the Raiders, I would have done the opposite. I would have flipped out Josh McDaniels and said goodbye. I would have blown out the GM. I would have gone to Mark Davis and said, Derek Carr is my guy. And by the way, I'm bringing Sean Payton over to Vegas. Like, that's the move that I would have made. And instead, they're going to stick with Josh McDaniels, which I believe will only be out there for one more year before they make a move. Uh, Josh McDaniels' uh, entire career rests on the post or seemingly post Derek Carr era, right? Uh, Grass ain't always greener. We'll see what Tom happens Bra- there. Tom Brady in Las Vegas. In Vegas. Get ready for it. It's going to happen. It's going Tom to happen. Brady. I don't think that's happening. If I'm Brady, I'm not sure I want that, frankly, to happen in that division. Don't forget, Tom Brady always finding himself in the worst division in football throughout his career. Let's get back to your phone calls. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's where we find Jason in New York. Jason, happy new year. What's your sports wish? 
Good morning. My sports wish is for a Bills Eagles Super Bowl. I hope my wife doesn't hear this with a Bills win. <laughs> Your wife must be an Eagles fan, a divided household, but you stay true to you. Uh, that's a good one. It's always possible when we're talking about those teams. I, how is that not? Is that not what you want? I mean, like, just no dog in the fight. If you're just a casual NFL fan, you play fantasy football, you do fan do all of that stuff. Like, how how are you not wanting at that point that matchup? I I, I think that's got to be right at the top of the list, right there. I mean, some people might say Chiefs, right? I mean, it, it would be a heck of a matchup. I, I I'm all in for it. A lot of people want Cowboys because of the brand surrounding the Cowboys. Uh, Any of those teams, I think, would certainly be an interesting one. Devon is in South Carolina. Devon, thanks for joining us. What's your sports wish? Hey, good morning. Uh, Happy New Year to you guys. Uh, My sports wish is a two-parter. I I do believe that uh, the Cowboys need to retire Tony Dorsett's number. It's kind of strange seeing someone else run with I mean, uh, play with 33 on their back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second the second sports wish for me, though, the second part of it, um, I, I think that Jerry needs to swallow his ego and put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. Amen. I think with that, we exercise all of the, the, the demons from the sports gods of the bad luck that plagues the, that's plagued the Cowboys over the last 25 years. I, I cer- um, thank, thank you so much, Devon, for the call. I certainly amen. concur with the last one. I think it's funny, though, that's, that – that Cowboys fans like feel like that's the bad juju. Like that's the answer if if they were able to uh, put him in the ring. Of you honor, believe anything that you want to believe, and guess what? You can make it as true as you want to believe. But you're right, and I. And you know what? On a serious note. I watched Franco Harris and the celebration they had for his life when they were they were honoring him before he had passed away, right? The Steelers were ready to do that even before then Franco, of course, passed away. And I thought, my goodness, how many legends do we have that we don't tell them how great they were, that we don't celebrate them? And, and for Jerry to do that, to be the bigger person, I, I think it would be monstrous. I think it would be fantastic. And I will tell you this. I think Jerry changed just a little bit. The fact that they didn't try to make the Odell Beckham Jr. thing happen and they went with T.Y. Hilton, who was not as flashy of a name, but he's been a difference maker in the first two weeks – Maybe we're seeing a small, a slight change for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we might be seeing that. I'm not sure we're going to see one when it comes to Jimmy Johnson. Coming out next year on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. We're splashy, particularly Peter Burns. Peter Burns and Amber Wilson filling in for the guys today. Which underdogs are going to make a splash this week? That after Peter has this word from FanDuel. We've been talking about it a lot. NFL wildcard weekend is almost here. The easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers join today and get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets for the money line, to point spreads, to player props, all of it. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. It is time for us to do real or not real pet what do we have on tap yeah we're doing real or not real underdogs who will win this week so i'll throw you the underdog you tell me whether they're gonna whether it's real or not that they'll win this week we're gonna start with tcu they're plus seven and a half at michigan peter burns real or not real tcu wins 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. We're having issues with Peter's mic. So, oh, all Amber. of a sudden, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> you can Peter read my Murray. lips. Yeah, there we you go. can read my lips oh, at that point. Clearly, go. I said Michigan Hello, was going to take the points. You're in good shape. Their interior line is good. Defensive line is going to be good. And I don't think, listen, I know Sonny Dyke said he wished he plays an SEC schedule. You're, you're about to see an SEC-type team in Michigan. You don't want any part of that. Michigan wins by double digits. Be honest. Did your mute button get stuck right that there? Was, yeah, one, no, it wasn't me. Operator error. It's early. I slept with my makeup on last Did night. Did you turn off your mic, Peter Burns? Is that what happened? I there? can't confirm or deny that uh you did sleep in your makeup last night because you were on television until like 12 30 at night for the sec network you rolled in here this morning at like 5 a.m but i thought it was about to be the amber wilson show up in here on kjm i got excited <laughs> i don't think unfortunately it's going to be the horn frog show either for tcu in their matchup against michigan i want it to be i won't take the points i actually think this game could end up being closer than people expect if it's a close game mm. obviously then tcu has a chance because they love to win close games they also love to come back in games they are an unbelievably exciting offense that air raid offense high flying Michigan hasn't seen much of it the problem is that Michigan defensively leads in like every single category in the nation like that Michigan we spent a lot of time talking about that Georgia D that Michigan D also is certainly something to write home about and that's the problem if for TCU is that they've never seen in their season something like this so I think it's going to be too much of a tall ask I want it to be TCU I will be rooting hard for TCU Sonny Dykes Max Duggan the weapons there for Max Duggan I mean it is an unbelievable story I just think the story ends here Pat 
Real or not real, Ohio State plus six and a half at Georgia, Peter. Real or not real, Ohio State wins. I just Keep put your it mic on, on, Peter. Keep it on. Listen, is it on? Yeah, the green light there. I just put it on Twitter. I think it's an absolute blowout. I think it's 42 to 20, the Georgia Bulldogs. And, again, I think what it comes down to it is when you look at Ohio State, we've been thinking, Amber, that this is a pass-heavy team. Marvin Harrison Jr. is awesome, right? Should have won the Bolitnikoff, believe it or not, over Jalen Hyatt. I say that. I'm an SEC guy. Harrison Jr. should have won it. However, I think all of their offense is predicated on being able to run the ball. Nobody runs the ball right now on the Georgia Bulldogs. We've seen it year in and year out. I think they're mentally tougher. This will be the third time they play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm all in on the Georgia Bulldogs, and that one's not even going to be close. That's the lock of the week. I wouldn't be surprised if Peter is correct. Uh, I, I, I think this line is actually too close, right, at six and a half. I can't do it. Uh, the underdog, I don't think, stands a chance here. I think Georgia is hands down easily the best team of the country. I realize that isn't a hot take. It's just me admitting I was wrong, Peter, which is the thing I, I hate to do more than anything on planet Earth. I mean, I really do Wait, what were you wrong about? Did, be you, wrong did you not believe in Georgia? It wasn't that I didn't believe in Georgia at all. I thought they were going to take a step back as yeah. we entered this season because of all those starters that they lost on defense they didn't take a step back they might have taken a step forward and they did that certainly offensively this season that team only faltered what even a couple times in that like they weren't even tested they were tested with what mizzou and, and i think state. it was kentucky yeah, it was, or, or it Kent was Kent state. State okay there you go bit, yeah. so i mean it, it, barely any teams even played georgia close this is a dominant georgia team it's an ohio state team that squeaked their way into a playoffs with some help from their friends i i, I just can't do it i don't think that there's going to be an underdog victory here Anyone notice how good Peter's hair looks for someone who only got two hours of sleep? It really does. It's remarkable. That. Well, that's did you? You must have slept with the hair product in your hair as a, in, as well as the makeup on your face. From, Pat, do from you last do you miss hair, Pat? All right, all right. Wow. So Miami, what? What? Real or what? not real? We're playing real or not real? Underdogs who will win this week? <laughs> Miami plus two and a half. We're switching to the NFL, by the way. Miami Thank plus you. two and a half at New England. Amber. Real or not real, Miami wins this week. My Miami Dolphins are winning this week. They are winning this week. I understand Teddy Bridgewater is under center, Peter Burns. I get it. They are winning this week against a bad New England team. Bridgewater is a veteran backup. He is a viable backup. He put up pretty good numbers when he came in for relief for Tua against the Cincinnati Bengals, and he had no time to prepare. He then gets knocked out of the New York Jets game right away when he was a starter. The Vikings game did not go as well for Bridgewater, but this he should be prepared for. He should have time. This also Patriots defense. Some people are high on, like, the way they've been trending. I'm not high on anything about this Patriots team on the way they've been trending. This Patriots team has been a mess all season long. I think Teddy Bridgewater, the backup Mm -hmm. for the Miami Dolphins, is better than the starting quarterback in Mac Jones for the New England Patriots. My Dolphins should be able to get this done and – Boy, do we need them to get it done so we can head into a postseason. What's interesting about that is that I flip it on the other side. I think I don't think it's Teddy Bridgewater that wins this game. I end up, end up thinking that it's Miami's defense. McDaniel's been blitz happy, right? And there's not a quarterback that's been worse against the blitz than Mac Jones so far this season. They have struggled. That offensive line have struggled. And so to me, with that QBR just being atrocious for Mac Jones, I think they fall again. That'd be three straight losses. And maybe sooner or later, Bill Belichick will be smart enough to understand, maybe I should Maybe you should hire an offensive coordinator. It's crazy, right? Maybe maybe the defensive guys shouldn't be the OC. I I do think that Miami defense has actually been disappointing this season. The names that they have on that roster defensively, they should be an elite, elite defense. This is the time to show off and show out, guys, to Mm -hmm. Peter's point. I agree with you. Also, Mike McDaniel, please, for the love of goodness, run the ball. (laughs) And when it's working like it was against the Packers, keep doing it. Pat? 
I think your hair looks good too, Amber. I don't oh, want to. Thank I don't you. want to hair. Did yeah. it myself. Yeah. This, no hair, no makeup. It's a sad day here. <laughs> Playing real or not real underdogs will win this week. New Orleans plus six and a half at Philadelphia. Peter Burns, real or not real? New uh, Orleans wins. Uh, not real. I don't see that happening whatsoever because I'm I'm all in the Minshew mania. Right? You go back and look the last five games that he's played multiple touchdowns. Like they trust him to run this playbook right now. I know the Saints defense has been pretty good over the last couple of weeks. In fact, it, it feels like it's like Pat Swilling and. Uh, and Sam Mills back there right now. But I just don't see that happening, not trusting Andy Dalton at any point. And how about this, Amber? How crazy is it? Not only people are saying that the Eagles don't have much to play for, you know what happens if they beat the Saints, correct? The seeding. Not only do they number get the number one, one seed, but they also knock the Saints further or further up the board for draft picks. And by the way, they own the Saints draft pick. Mm-hmm. This is like the win-win situation for the Eagles. They get it done. Yeah, don't forget about that component of this story. I agree with you. Gardner Minshew might be the best backup, frankly, in the NFL. Gardner Minshew, we saw what he did there against Dallas. It didn't result in the win-loss column. It will against the New Orleans Saints. I cannot take the Saints on this one. A Saints team, by the way, sitting at 6-9, and who is still alive, technically, in the division as we head into the postseason. The cockroach of NFL football. That division is that bad. Uh, Man, (sighs) advantage to Tom Brady. Also advantage to us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Peter Burns, and Amber Wilson. We have given you the advantage, America. We are filling in for those guys. You are welcome, America. A little New Year's treat for you as we head into New Year's weekend. Also a treat for you coming up next because we get back to some college football talk. Is Kirby Smart a better coach than Nick Saban? Peter is going to tell us the answer to that next. Be ready, Peter. Keep your mic on. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Amber Wilson and Peter Burns hanging out with you as we head into this holiday weekend. Get up in his menchies. He loves it. At Peter Burns 
ESPN. You can get up in mine, I guess. I don't know if I love it quite as much. At Amber W Sports. Are you at Peter Burns across all social media platforms? Because I learned this morning that Peter Burns is very hip uh, and is on TikTok even. I didn't, I'm not sure I saw that coming. It's exhausting. I decided I was going to get it. I was like, hey, this would be a good idea. And every time I think, I'm like, I should tweet or or actually uh, put something on TikTok. I get like halfway through it. I'm like, this, I can't do it. Do you do dances? Do you give us a little like dancing Peter on TikTok? Mostly it's about my five-year old daughter Bo and my three-year-old son Thomas. Bo is a mama's girl and so she's a diehard Alabama fan mm-hmm. and my son he's is my boy. He's mm-hmm. all in on LSU. So just the like bloods crips, just the absolute <laughs> just back and forth between those two and about how me and his mom both uh, you know we both uh, go to war on that house divided. It's uh, that's that's the content you're coming from. Amazing, amazing that that marriage is still intact. A house divided there in the SEC. Of course, Peter Burns is here from the SEC Network. So Peter Burns knows a thing or two about college football. ESPN Radio has you covered, speaking up for all the bowl game action. Tune in tonight for the Capital One Orange Bowl coverage. Begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Let's talk some college ball, Peter, because I will say I don't feel like I get to talk enough College ball on some of these national shows, frankly. I love myself some (laughs) college football. We get to do it this time of year. In bowl season, we get to do it as we head into the college football playoffs. No bigger weekend in college ball than this one coming up. 4 p.m. tomorrow night, 8 p.m. tomorrow night. We will finally know who is headed to a national championship. If it's Georgia, Mm. and Georgia wins another one, back-to-back ones for Kirby Smart. Does that make Kirby Smart the best coach in college football? Would Nick Saban uh, please stand up? Well, listen, Kirby Smart's the best coach in college football right now. He's defending champion. And you go back and look at last year and even this year, they've done this. They've gone on this run without taking a single player in the transfer portal. Now, they went after Caleb Williams. Caleb, of course, went over to Lincoln Riley's team over the USC Trojans. It worked out pretty well for Mr. Williams. But I think that's the one thing that I've seen. It's the player development, right? Right now with Nick Saban, he's still recruiting at an ultimate level. There's no doubt. And by no means am I saying that the dynasty is dead. But what's happening is that I think you're seeing a changing of the guard. You go back and look, Amber, if he wins this natty, that will be two at the age of 47. It took Nick Saban to the age of 57 to get his second title. And the thing about these uber elite programs right now, like the Georgias, even the Alabamas, the Ohio States, all of this, they're not going to miss. The idea of being a team like Nebraska or Miami or Florida State, these perennial powers that fall off, that's not going to happen any longer because a couple reasons. One, signing day, you have one early, then you have a second one. So if you whiff on your guys on signing day the first time around, which, by the way, Georgia's not doing the second-best recruiting class, then you can go pick them up in the second recruiting class in signing day, and they have the transfer portal right now. Kirby's going to be there. He's not going to go head to the NFL like Saban took that hiatus with your Miami Dolphins. So to me right now, Kirby Smart is the best in college football, and I've seen this too, Amber, about there's a difference in the way that he coaches his team. I've been there from the first practices there on in Athens, and he was almost too anxious, right? Almost had to dial it back. And every time that I see footage behind the scenes and we talk to guys, the temperature is a lot lower 
around athletes because he's comfortable. He's finding out what it takes to be a coach, and I think he goes on a run, and I don't think it's out of the question uh, for him to actually catch Nick Saban with seven titles by the end of his career. Our college football preview is brought to you by Princess Cruises. I love this boat. Uh, You keep mentioning age there when it comes to Kirby Smart, what he could accomplish by just 47 years old. Nick Saban is 71 years old. And what is so remarkable to me about that, when coaches age like that in a sport that is just so high demand, right, and the pressure is always on no matter how many of them you've won, is his ability to continue over the years and over the decades and over Mm -hmm. the eras, frankly, and the generations to relate to players and to still get the most out of them, which is the entire game when it comes to college ball and when it comes to recruiting. That has been remarkable to me about Nick Saban. But the other problem though with aging in that sport at the top of that sport is of course you're given a lot more opportunity for some younger guys to come in and get it together as well it feels like that's what's happened here with Kirby if they win another one I don't think they need to win another one I think Georgia should get to a national title fine if they lose a national title this season I mean it's not any sort of knock on Kirby I think we all think that this Georgia program is going to be there many times over the years but it ain't easy to reload like we've seen it with Alabama so maybe we've gotten a little spoiled inside the SEC Peter but being able to lose as many starters as Georgia did to the NFL and then just re-up with four and five star recruits like that ain't as easy as Alabama and Georgia's made it look no and I think that's a and especially from the coordinators and the coaching standpoint right because when you you do well, guess what? There's this coaching tree, and everybody wants to go coach for Coach Saban and learn from him, like Kirby Smart did, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, Mike Loxley ends up going to Maryland. We see Lane Kiffin being over at Old Miss and having some success there. So guys want to do that. So it, it, there's a lot of staff turnover that Kirby Smart necessarily hasn't had as much as other teams. I'm fascinated, though, on the flip side of it, and it's Michigan. For Jim Harbaugh, too, because Heather Dinich was on this very show talking a little bit about what that would mean and what a title would do for Harbaugh. Amber, take a listen to that. Well, I think it would cement it and certainly prove a lot of the critics wrong. I mean, just remember, it wasn't that long ago that everyone had him on the hot seat and there was the circus of the storyline about him in the NFL and not being able to beat Ohio State and all of that has changed. The narrative surrounding Michigan has completely changed, so much so that I believe Michigan is now the team in the Big Ten to beat. Mm. And if Jim Harbaugh can cement that with a national title, I think he will elevate the program beyond the Big Ten and certainly back on the national stage at the highest level. Amber, because he adapted. I think that's the one thing that keeps Nick Saban fresh is the fact of, hey, RPO, okay, great. Fast-paced offense, great. Name, image, like the transfer portal, he adapted. That's why he's there. And same thing with Jim Harbaugh. And so I'm fascinated about this storyline, right? The storyline that I want to see is Harbaugh, okay, ends up winning against TCU, what if he plays Ohio State again, wins that game? That'll be three straight victories over the rival, the team that he said, oh, he couldn't beat. The reason why he was on the hot seat, what if he beats him three times and wins the natty? What else is there to accomplish? Like, why Would you walk away, Amber, if you're Jim Harbaugh, if you won a national title and then say, you know what, I think I've always kind of wanted to get back into the NFL? Uh, I don't know if you walk away because at that point you've proven, hey, you can do it. I've got this winning formula, and maybe it's coming a little bit easier than we thought that it was going to come a few years ago to this Mm -hmm. team when everybody wanted to fire Harbaugh because he wasn't getting it done fast enough. I mean, to me, the Jim Harbaugh story, frankly, is a little behind schedule. Like, everyone's talking about what this would mean for his legacy. To me, 
his legacy so far is like, okay, finally we're here. You know, like we, no. this is why he was hired to begin with. I think we all thought he was going to be here, frankly, sooner than he was. And of course they get embarrassed last season when they did make a semifinals. This should be on schedule. You need to get past the semifinal stage into a national championship. I don't think it matters who you beat for a national championship, no. but Peter, I think it's just as impressive if they were to beat Georgia than if they beat Ohio state, like that Georgia Agreed. team is so good from top to bottom. Either way, it helps Harbaugh, but, I guess my analysis is, all right, Harbaugh, finally. Like, this is what you were brought here for. Now you're finally delivering. And once you finally deliver, maybe deliver some more. Maybe don't hang it up and go to the NFL. Georgia-Michigan would be like the the two Spider-Man beams, like just pointing at each other. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see it. But I will tell you this. After watching more Pac-12 football and seeing all of the quarterbacks that are coming back, that, be honest with you, I think to me is going to be the second most intriguing college football conference coming up next year behind the SEC. Uh, I don't, I don't doubt that for a minute. Either way, tomorrow will go uh, very. It will be a very interesting way as we get towards a national title game. Yep. No matter what that matchup ends up being. Coming up next, we're going to get back to your phone calls. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Let us know what is your biggest sports wish for the new year. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.